Hello, welcome back to another episode of So Good So Far podcast. I'm Nicole, and Jackie is not with us today. I will be recording solo. We do have a guest coming on, but for this intro, it'll just be me. And that is because (laughs) Jackie had an unfortunate incident. If you've been listening, you know that she had to get a new tooth, a new front tooth, but they gave her a fake tooth in the meantime until they can get her permanent tooth from the factory or whatever. (laughs) I'm so sorry. This is not funny, but it's kind of funny. She went to Elitch's. Again, if you listen, you know her and her boyfriend got season tickets or season passes to Elitch Gardens, Six Flags. It's an amusement park in Denver, if you don't know. And she texts me yesterday. (laughs) She goes, dude, next text. I went to Elitch's. And I'm like, okay, cool. Love that. Next text. I lost my tooth in the wave pool. And she's been having this issue where the fake tooth keeps falling out. And so she has this like tooth glue or something and she uses it to put the tooth back in because it's falling out like all the time and it's so annoying. And she's just like dying to get her new tooth and they keep pushing it back on when it's going to like be delivered or whatever. And so anyway, she lost her tooth and she was like, you have to record without me (laughs) because she's like, I just sound so dumb. And just don't think we would have been able to get through an episode and we have to record with a guest and so it just would have been a whole a whole thing so it's just gonna be me today I'll keep this intro short I don't have a ton of life updates I'm getting ready to move so I'm kind of working on that packing and all this stuff and I did go to a sober bar with my sister and some of her friends it was like you can get all these different cocktails that are made with non-alcoholic alcohols quote-unquote it's like you can get a margarita that has non-alcoholic tequila in it we took non-alcoholic tequila shots it was pretty fun it was a cool little place was called awake um it's in denver so that was a fun experience for anyone who's sober you know for some people i think one of Paige's friends who's sober went with us and i asked her you know do you think this could be triggering for certain people who are sober like drinking alcohol type drinks might make them want to actually drink and she said yeah for some people and she said not really for her but she just likes kind of being in that atmosphere so that's a great recommendation for anyone who is sober or you know wants to go out but doesn't want to have a hangover um it was really fun cool atmosphere great service so highly recommend that place but yeah that's kind of everything that's been going on with me just working and doing the podcast and all that stuff so Anyway, we are going to, well, I guess just me, I am going to go ahead and get on with our guest. Um, It's a friend of mine from high school who is super awesome. I'll give her a better intro once I'm on with her, but we'll be right back with that. Okay, so we are back with our guest. She is an audiologist, a scuba diver, and a lover of the ocean. Please welcome to the podcast, Claire Nicholas. Hi, nice to be here. Thanks for having me on. Of course. It's so good to have you on. Just to kind of preface this, Claire and I went to high school together and literally probably maybe haven't seen each other since then. Yeah. I don't (laughs) even know. I have no idea. We were like in different friend groups, but I feel like we always kind of like 
cross paths. I think we were in a prom group together and yes. maybe, yeah, <laughs> I'm like here and there, we kind of have like similar friends, but well, okay. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, what you do for a living, where you live, all that good stuff. Yeah. I'm currently living in Salt Lake City, Utah. I've been out here for about four years now. I moved out here for school. I got my degree in audiology. So I just finished up with that at the beginning of this past May. So right now I'm kind of just getting into working on ear, nose and throat practice, but I just got back from a marine conservation trip to Belize. We dealt mainly with getting rid of invasive species down there, such as lionfish. So that was really, really fun. So now I'm back in Utah, kind of just, just working again. Awesome. Well, that sounds so fun. I see all your posts of you like traveling and diving and I'm like, terrified of scuba diving. (laughs) I've never, obviously I've never done it, but my sister, my older sister got really into it. And like my mom and they, I think my mom went maybe diving in Belize also. And then my older sister and her husband like go diving. And I'm like, I would, I would absolutely lose it. I would just break out like being (laughs) stuck down there. And she, she would always be like, you can't come up, you know, you can't just like come up. You can't just come up. Right. And so that always just, I'm like, (laughs) <laughs> it's probably not for me. I get. I feel like I would get claustrophobic and be like, I'm stuck down here. Like I can't get out. <laughs> yeah, claustrophobia is actually a really, really common thing that people experience with mm-hmm. scuba diving for the first time. Yeah, yeah. I I started scuba diving about four years ago. Up, up until that point, I was terrified of the ocean because growing up in Colorado, I, I think I went to the ocean like once. Yeah, growing up, and then after I graduated from my undergrad. I just decided to go on a uh, volunteer trip. That was really like the first time I started traveling. And uh, so I went on a, a volunteer trip to Kenya and Tanzania for two months. And while I was in Tanzania, one of the girls that I met there, she was really into scuba diving. And she just kept pushing and pushing and pushing for me to go get my scuba certification because she had no one else to go with. And so I was, I was terrified, but then went in the ocean, tried it out. And it was actually, it just changed my life completely. Mm-hmm. So ever since then, any vacation that I've taken has been somewhere to an ocean where I can go scuba diving. And it wasn't until I went to Belize that it was, I, I think I could definitely do this like as part of my career. So mm-hmm. wow, yeah, that's, that's so cool. So I like remember seeing some of your travels. I think it was when you went to Kenya and also to London or mm-hmm. England. And I remember yes. you kind of doing that trip. And from there, just like a lot of traveling after that. And I know you said you hadn't gone to the ocean much, like obviously living in Colorado. Um, but did you feel like you really started traveling like after high school or did you grow up traveling a lot? Uh, we didn't travel a lot growing up at all, actually. It's mainly... All of my family lived in Michigan. My immediate family was the only ones that lived in out of out of Michigan. And so really any any time off we had, it was to visit our family again. So we didn't really take a whole lot of like family vacations. Um, I had been to Canada and Mexico, but up until I graduated college, so that's like twenty two, I had never been to a country across uh, overseas. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I can't exactly explain what it was that drew me to start traveling so much. And also it was, I was, I was wanting to do it alone. 
I just heard of this volunteer group. Their organization is called International Volunteer Headquarters or IVHQ. And they have a bunch of different volunteer programs that you can sign up with in a, in a bunch of different countries. So yeah, the organization is great for like solo travelers just because it's, it's a good group where everything's organized and you just go there and you meet a ton of people from all over the world and become friends with all these people and have then all these connections everywhere. So I just was really drawn to it. And I was like, I have a two month break here before I start grad school. So I'm going to go and just do something crazy. Mm -hmm. So I traveled to first to see my friend in England and we toured around there for a while. And then I went to Kenya first for a month then went straight down to Tanzania and stayed there for a month doing volunteer work with kids in, in orphanages and things like that, which was very, very rewarding. Mm-hmm. I loved it so much. Wow, that's- and so it was after that whole experience, it, it definitely sparked this travel bug in me and I just haven't been able to stop since. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, I feel like that's always how it goes. I would love to do something like that. Like I would love to solo travel, but it just makes me nervous, obviously, as like, just like a woman being alone, you know? And so doing something that's maybe a little bit more planned like that. And also like volunteer work, like you said, is so rewarding. I'm like, that sounds like something that would be a good way to start like getting out and traveling and meeting people without it just being like, oh, like a trip with friends or something. You know, it's like a little different. You get to meet new people, help people. And I just think that that's so cool. So I love that. Do you feel like traveling has change the way that you like see the world or um I guess that's the whole question yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah I uh I definitely think now after after traveling to all these different countries and seeing like different cultures and religions it's just I have I have a huge appreciation for all these people and communities all over the world and it's just I really like learning about different religions and different cultures and just really embracing it while I'm there. I I know that a lot of people have like culture shock when going to like Africa and things like that from the U S it was just, it was incredible. I thought it was of just like really throwing yourself into it and embracing everything that it has to offer because it was just, it's so amazing just the way, just learning how different people live and seeing life from a, a, from a different perspective than what you're used to. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I think that's great. I really haven't traveled out of the country that much. Like I've, I traveled around a lot as a kid, but it was always in the U S we like did a cruise to Mexico once. And then we actually, mm-hmm. we went to Ecuador once when I was like in middle school and that was really cool. Um, I was kind of too young, I think to appreciate it, but it was like still such a cool trip. But other than that, I haven't been like I've been to Iceland and then I haven't been outside of the U.S. besides that. And so I would love to just do some more trips like that that are even more like immersing yourself in a new culture. I think Europe would be cool, but it's probably pretty similar to the U.S. in terms of culture. But going to somewhere like Africa or Asia or something like that where it's different, I just think would be really awesome because you just don't get to see that kind of stuff in the Western world, I guess. Right, Mm -hmm. right. I found that I I really like staying in hostels wherever I travel. I think you know staying in hotels uh, can be really nice, 
but I think you, you just get more of the cultural aspect of it when you stay in hostels. I, I stay exclusively in hostels. Mm-hmm. And I know that for a lot of people who haven't stayed in hostels a lot, I think they get a bad rap for being kind of sketchy. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some of the hostels I've stayed in have been just as amazing as hotels. And it's you, you just find a whole bunch of solo travelers as well and just meet so many people it's just a lot easier to meet people especially if you're kind of in your 20s mm-hmm. you just meet a lot more people who are very like-minded to you and in, in traveling and um just making connections again and having bigger groups to go do touristy things with and it's just i found a like uh, i've met a lot of people through yeah. just staying in hostels and really have not had an experience with a hostel that i ever felt like unsafe or anything like that plus it's just um I think with traveling I mean if someone's wanting to travel quite a bit it can get very expensive so I think I I prioritize my money towards um doing activities and so I'm like where can I save money elsewhere and a lot of times it's um I will choose to stay in a very inexpensive place while I'm in that country and then the other like the rest of the money goes towards activities of things to do Mm -hmm. so I think it's just it's really cost effective and it's just they usually hostels have like a bunch of activities that they have created for all the people staying there so I think you get a lot more of the cultural experience staying in in hostels um so I could not recommend them more. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great to hear. I've definitely heard that from people. And I think it's like you can just go and as long as you have a place to sleep, that's yeah. like all you need. And then you can use the rest of your money, like you said, to go experience the place that you're in. Like you don't need to waste that on having a nice room or something. And it's like, right. I think people do think like, oh, they're not that nice. And it's like, does it need to be like the nicest room? Like, are you even going to spend time in there? You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. As long as I have a place to lock up my stuff and Mm -hmm. sleep, that's all I need. So because I'm going to be gone doing things every day. Yeah, all day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Um, What would you say is your favorite place that you've traveled to? I think my favorite place, it's kind of a tie between Tanzania and Belize. I think with Tanzania, there were just so many like first time experiences there that I guess with in Tanzania, I just had so many good experiences that it, it left a good taste in my mouth. Mm-hmm. And just, I really, I think back to all those good memories of like all the people that I met. And also that's like, that's where I started scuba diving and the people are just so incredibly nice there. And it's just a, people are kind of just so more, much more relaxed than they are. And it's just living day to day and just stress, stress-free life. I got a really good feeling from Tanzania. That would be somewhere that I think that I'd like to, I could see myself probably living there for quite a while. But Belize, on the other hand, the scuba diving was amazing. The people are amazing. It was just, I think those two places are probably, probably the top two places that I've been. Yeah. If you, outside of those two places, do you have like a dream destination or a dream, even like trip for scuba diving and something like that, that you would just love to do? Yeah, I think the the top thing on my bucket list, which is a very long list, but I think the top of it would be visiting Tonga um, to go swimming with humpback whales. 
Oh, that's apparently like the best place to do it. And it's just, I think that would be such a once in a lifetime experience. Mm -hmm. and Just so surreal. Yeah. I, I would love, love, love to do that. Wow. That would be so, I think it would be so cool to just be able to swim with those like huge creatures. Yeah. It sounds scary, but I think it, I mean, you probably obviously know better than me, but it seems like <laughs> it would be very like humbling and just like kind of peaceful maybe. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. It was, I think it would just be, it's, it's hard to really imagine just how big these creatures are until you see one. And mm -hmm. so I've only seen whales, humpback whales from the surface. And so I've seen it on their backs and stuff. And so I still don't have a really great picture of, you know, being in the water, seeing the whole thing. Yeah. And just <laughs> really being able to see how big they are. Yeah. But, yeah. Man, that would be amazing. Yeah. So kind of going into more about diving, I know we talked about how you got into diving. What would you say? I mean, I know I see you swimming with sharks a lot does that scare you at all <laughs> probably not but <laughs> no sharks are sharks are like my favorite creature on this planet um I was again like when I before I started scuba diving I was terrified of the ocean everything in the ocean specifically sharks um but it's the more I've been able to read about them and learn about shark behavior it's, it's really turned my fear into like a fascination. And so I've just been, it, I've just really embraced it and have been like learning everything I can about them. And they're just very, very misunderstood creatures. It's, I could go on forever yeah. about them. I feel very passionate about them, but it's, I, I went out to Oahu uh, a couple times this year already and met up with um, Ocean Ramsey, who is a major shark conservation conservationist, and she's a marine biologist as well. And so they just die with sharks every single day. And again, sharks are their life. So I went on a, di a few dives with them, and they just were able to, again, explain, you know, shark behavior more. And so basically what we did, we went out on the boats and got in the water and and their sharks are super attracted to uh, boat noise so they kind of rev the engines and the sharks would come up and the the sharks that we were swimming with were galapagos sharks and sandbar sharks and uh they're just they're not super interested in people mm -hmm. it, they saw us up there and we'd i we'd dive down get closer to them and take some pictures but they are just not super interested in us we're not their natural food source and mm -hmm. so they could care less, honestly, if we're in the yeah. water. And so it was amazing. There was a few times where I would dive down far enough that I could see the bottom of the ocean and you could just see like hundreds of little shadows of sharks that are way, way, way deep down. Wow. And then there are a few that got pretty close to us. So that was amazing. They're just curious. Mm -hmm. all. <laughs> That's so cool. I love that. It's cool to just like hear more about it because I think, I mean, they I obviously like sharks – get a bad rep like they're just people yeah. think they're so scary or like they're going to be attacked and I feel like I've always heard that it's so unlikely that that's going to happen or like there has to be some sort of specific situation in which that would happen yes. and like it probably wouldn't or it's not something to be super afraid of would you say you've like ever had a really scary situation not with a shark but just like diving or 
anything like that where you were kind of like freaked out by something? Really? No, I haven't. Um, I haven't had any experience like that. I know that when with getting my scuba certification, I was really nervous because, you know, I had, I had never done it before. And the, the, um, I got my certification through Patty and they do a great job with their book work and everything of, of like making sure you know exactly what you're doing and knowing how to fix certain problems. And it's before you actually go diving, the dive instructor will make sure you can perform certain tasks like clearing your mask and um, being able to communicate via like some signs underwater if there's a problem, mm-hmm. being able to check your air, make sure your air is good and um, kind of just troubleshooting and, and things to do if there is a problem so that you would feel prepared to, you'd know what to do if there was something to go wrong. But mm-hmm. no, I haven't had anything, anything bad happen. I feel very, like if something were to happen, like say, you know, someone were to run out of air, you just need to know how to ask your your buddy to borrow their extra regulator to mm-hmm. so that you can breathe off of their tank as well. So yeah, there's a lot of precautions that are taken with scuba diving because like you mentioned earlier, you can't just shoot up to the surface if something goes wrong. So you got to figure out, stay calm and figure out what to do yeah. underneath the water. But Could not be me. <laughs> I would absolutely lose it. I like just think that I would start panicking, but I already have like anxiety. So that's probably why, but it'd be something cool to just try. Like, because it sounds so scary. I'm like, maybe I should just, Mm -hmm. it seems like I should do it since it sounds so scary. (laughs) Yeah. That was pretty much what I, how I started as well is um, I was so scared of it, but also I'm like an adrenaline seeker. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I'm so scared of this, but I should probably just do it and yeah. just to see what it's like. And, you know, and I'm so super, super glad I did because it definitely changed the whole course of my life. Yeah. Which is so crazy. That's, that's just awesome. I love that. What would you say is like the coolest creature or thing that you've ever seen while scuba diving that you were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I, can't believe I saw that. <laughs> yeah. I think it would have been, um, see, I was diving in Curacao. That's one of the little islands in the Caribbean mm-hmm. close to Venezuela. And um, we, we went diving and the reef there was awesome. And we came back for our break in between our two dives. And while we were on our break, we, we looked out and saw just this massive pod of dolphins out there. So we hurried, grabbed all of our stuff, put it back on and swam all the way out. And then um, sunk down and we were lucky enough that the pod of dolphins like circled around and, and oh. went right under us, which for a scuba diver coming into a pod of dolphins is, is super, super rare. So mm-hmm. we got really, really lucky. So wow. that was, I think, probably the coolest, the That's, coolest thing. Yeah. So it might be like a whole, like a once in a lifetime thing. So. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. So you mentioned that you had gone to Belize to do some more ocean conservation type stuff on your dives. Do you want to talk just a little bit more about that? I don't have any specific questions, but just kind of about, is that something that you would want to do as like part of your living is ocean conservation through diving and stuff like that? So it was very specific, this uh, volunteer program that I went with. There, the, the ocean conservation that we did there was removing invasive species, 
which was lionfish. So lionfish were introduced into the Caribbean years ago. They think accidentally from people like dumping out their aquariums into like in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> dumping out their aquariums. And it's these lionfish, even though they're very pretty to look at, they reproduce so fast and don't have any any natural predators because they're not native to the Caribbean. And so they just are very aggressive towards reef fish. And so just their presence, the, they're basically killing the reefs with how many there are. And so basically the, the whole point of the volunteer trip that I just went on was to spearfish just any lionfish that you saw. So we would go down, we'd, we'd go out on three or four dives a day and every day we had the zookeepers and the spears and we would just be swimming along the reefs and just any, any lionfish that we saw, we'd try and spear it, put it in the, in the zookeeper, which is just a, a huge tube that they can't get out of. And then once we'd bring them back to shore, we would flame up and that's what we would eat for dinner would okay. be the lionfish. So nothing went to waste. Yeah. It, they're very delicious. They're venomous, not poisonous so it's like their their spines if you were to get like stuck with one of them that would you, you know you'd have like a reaction to it but eating them they're great so okay cool. that was pretty much what we had and I'm trying to think I was there for three weeks and I think in those three weeks we speared a little over like a thousand lionfish wow, wow. yep that's crazy Oh, and then it's just, they've been doing this for years. And so you think, oh, I was only there for three weeks and that's how many we, we speared. Yeah. Like, they've been doing this for years and years and years. And just, just recently, those numbers have been starting to decline. I asked if getting about like 300 lionfish a week was a lot. And they're like, no, we used to get like, like, you know, five or 600 a week. Okay. And so they, you can see that their efforts are paying off and mm-hmm. that the population is reducing. So that's great. That's awesome. So are you looking to do more trips similar to that or kind of where you're like diving and working per se? <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think for a while I, I know I just got, I just got done with my degree in audiology, but it's, I've been doing this for about, eight years now, eight years of school for it. And I'm kind of just needing a break. Mm-hmm. And so right now I'm in the process of getting my dive master certification. And I think the move is going to be, I'm going to go to Thailand um, this fall and work at a few dive centers and just really embrace this passion that I have fallen upon and yeah. just, um, just take people diving every day if that turns into, you know, like more marine conservation down the road, I would love that. Mm -hmm. Um, Ideally, you know, down the road, once, once I've kind of settled in a spot, I think it'd be cool to be like part-time audiologist, part-time scuba instructor. So Mm -hmm. that's, that's the goal eventually is to kind of mix the two so that I can have, I can have just more fun with, with what I do. So Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I just love that you like randomly found this passion that is so great and like you just love so much and it's really kind of like determining your life path. I'm like, 
That yeah. would be, I would love that. That would be amazing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but that's just, that's really cool. And it's definitely making me want to like travel more and just make that more of a priority. Like I don't really have anything keeping me where I am right now. And mm-hmm. I would love to kind of just put more efforts into getting out and seeing more of the world while I'm like still young and I'm not settled anywhere. So Right. That's, yeah. that's my thought as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's big, it's going to be a big jump. Yeah. Um, but I decided, you know, it's, it, there's never going to feel like a right time to do this kind of thing. So mm-hmm. might as well while I'm young and before I'm invested in like a career and things like that, mm-hmm. just start doing this. Cause you know, after you get you know stuck somewhere working, you know, it's, it's a lot harder. So yeah. Yeah. Just finished school. I really have no more ties. So just going to go and do it. Yeah. That's so cool. I can't wait to see whatever you end up doing. It's always so yeah. cool to just follow along, even though like I feel like I never have seen you after high school. I'm like, I always but- know what she's up to. She's always doing so many cool things. Aww. I just, yeah, I just think your life looks so fun and exciting and that's why I was like, I just really want to have her on and hear a little bit more about that and definitely has sparked something in me to be like, I really want to do more traveling and not mm-hmm. just like, not just say I want to do it. I always am like, oh, I'm going to travel more. I'm going to do more stuff. And then I just don't do it. I'm like, oh, right. I'll do it like later when I have more money. And I think it's just a matter of prioritizing it and making it yep. kind of at the top of your list. So yeah, awesome. exactly. Yeah. That's awesome that you've done that. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to touch on at all before we wrap up? No, I think that was pretty much everything that I was I was hoping to talk about. Yeah, awesome. Well, this has been so great. Um, if you want to tell people where they can find you and see more of your diving photos and videos and travel photos, um, you have such a cool Instagram. So if you want to tell people where they can find you. Yeah. So right now I just mainly post things on Instagram. I'm thinking once I go to Thailand, I might start trying to get a YouTube going. But um, mm-hmm. right now my Instagram is just Claire Nicholas underscore. Cool. So that's my page. Awesome. Well, and you guys know where you can find us at So Good So Far Podcast. And you can find me at Nicole Pilgrain. Jackie is at Jackie's Attic. She'll be back on with us next week. And thank you again so much for coming on. This was awesome. Yeah, thank you. Talk to you later. Have a good rest of your day. Thanks. Sounds good. You too. Bye. All right, bye. Oh my God, stop recording. What the fuck?